Miss Grundy says while standing on her desk. Oh, Mr. Weatherby, I just heard a mouse squeaking. Mr. Weatherby says, well, what do you want me to do? Oil it? <laughs> and Miss Grundy shoots up to the ceiling like a rocket. Uh, hello and welcome to episode 353 of Under the Call of MS. This is a comics and MS episode, health episode. And we're going to start this out with some comics. Uh, starting out with Archie and Me. This is a fun one that happened to be in that 30 comics that I picked up of comedy comics from that company a little while back. And for $10 for 30 comics. And this was in the comedy pile. And I was happy because this is an old, lot older Archie comic. Going back to the day, this brings back the more enjoyable memories of my childhood. I like that on the cover, they salute Artist of the Month. This month's was High Eisman. And this was Archie and Me, number 626. From the Archie Giants series. And it's like right away in the inside cover we get a little Captain Crunch caper. That's basically a Where's Waldo style thing. But you're looking for the Crunchberry tree. Which is fun. You got those little bonuses throughout here. Lots of little games. And advertisements that have fun things added to them. But this mainly focuses on a storyline of. Starting out with the first story being summer school break where Mr. Weatherby's all happy getting summer school all set up and getting ready for his big vacation. And all of a sudden Archie decides to pop up in summer school to get some extra credit. And that worries Mr. Weatherby because, of course, anytime Archie is around, someone's guaranteed to have some issues because he's so accident prone and... So you got to follow the storyline, but it breaks up into a bunch of little stories throughout here. And the part two story of the Weatherby Chronicle story is Take a Hike, where you get to see where Archie meets up with Weatherby after some stuff and decides to help him on his vacation to do some things, do some bird watching and stuff. And you get to see what happens, what hilarities and problems happen with them in that storyline. We get, in part three, we have Stroke of Bad Luck, where Archie and Mr. Weatherby happen to go golfing. And you get to see what happens in that. With those two hilarious characters being together. And we get a little Sabrina game gambit story it's a quick little story in here uh there's tons of fun old advertisements from back in the day that just bring back memories of some of the things that we had back then and that were out then in part four of the archie and me stories they had no more horsing around where whether it be an archie go horseback riding and you get to see what happens to them along the way in there and it's just 
it was a lot of fun. I was really happy to get this. I was hoping I would have got more Archie comics, but I'm not too disappointed because the comics they did give me a the majority of them were ones I enjoyed and were able to keep in my collection. Then next up, we got the Army of Darkness, 1979. Number five, the final issue for this run. Uh, still staying strong with the whole Warriors aspect. Gets to see Ash and all the different groups dealing with the group that has the Necronomicon and wiping, wiping out all the other gangs along the way. And you get to see what happens in the final battles and who gangs up with who and who ends up winning out in the end. And this is probably going to go down as one of my favorite army of darkness, uh, short runs just because of the whole warrior adding the warriors, uh, storyline into that storyline was just a lot of fun with the warriors and the uh, deadites crossing over in the same realm now we checked out well actually yeah i should have read this one on the comic club this last weekend when i only had one thing to talk about this would have been a good one to add to it but I read it after the fact, so Bonnier the Aromatic, B-O-N-Y-E-E-R. This is number one from Keen Spot Entertainment. This girl be nasty. <laughs> P-U. <laughs> we get to meet her just going along, dealing with life, and comes across some issues and with some characters after she finds this uh, special tool that's basically a pry bar but she collects it and a bunch of things happen and some characters happen to appear because of what she did and she has to battle with things throughout this story we get a couple different storylines there pushed together throughout this story and uh, things she goes through. But if you don't remember much about this character, her superpower is she stinks. <laughs> she takes off her, starts taking off her jacket and clothes when she starts to get all sweaty and nasty. And an aroma just comes off her that could... <laughs> Peel the paint off the walls, peel the skin off a horse. <laughs> it's just, yeah, she nasty, which is apparently just a major body issue that she has because she's constantly trying to take showers and stuff. <laughs> but this was fun. I, I as when I seen this character, all I could think of was Tank Girl style character and that she'd fit in perfect in the tank girl world and yeah after reading it she still would fit in perfectly in the tank girl realm uh, i'd like to see her join up with the gang but yeah that was that was fun i'm gonna stick with that story for a little while 
see where it goes. I don't even actually now that I think about it, this may have been just a one shot. I hate that they do the number one on one shots. But yeah, I think it might have had to have been because I don't remember seeing any new ones in the previews catalogs since then. So I don't know. I'll have to look at my list, see if I have any in there. Then we checked out DC versus Vampires, number four. This is a 12-issue run. And starts out with a little Zatanna, Constantine thing going back and forth, which was fun to see that happening. And then uh, we bounce over to the Green Arrow, stalking, hunting Batman down. And while this is happening, I'm thinking the Green Arrow's a vampire. The Green Arrow's thinking that Batman's a vampire. So we get to see those two battle out and find out what's going on with them. And they we do bounce back and forth between that storyline and the Constantine Zatanna storyline and get to see what's happening there. And then we get a variety of other characters that we find uh including a vampire gorilla and uh, a bunch of other superheroes, villain-type characters that may or may not be vampires. We did. We're four issues in, and we're still struggling to find out who all is infected. But can we really say infected? Because... The vampires think that the humans are infected, and that's why they need the vampire, uh, need to be turned by the vampires to release them of their infections that they have to deal with. But, yeah, it's, it's an okay story. I... I mean, it is just DC. It's, this is, again, it should have been a DC black label. Anytime you're dealing with horror, you should make it a black label comic, in my opinion. But uh, I don't know. I'm really not sure. It's hard for me being a 12-issue run. If it was not vampires, I would have dropped it by issue three. But because of the vampires, I'm holding out. I mean, Christ, I already got number eight issue, number seven or eight ordered, so it doesn't matter. Might as well stay on for the 12. But, uh, yeah, I'm still up in the air about that one. I'd like to like to see him get on with the story, get it. I mean, we are getting a good battles, good things happening. and It's lots of action and stuff throughout it, don't get me wrong. But we're not getting answers that I want yet. I want to know basically what sides, who's on whose sides, and what's all going on. And you can make your predictions from what you see in here. But we've also learned that thinking someone's one thing and then finding out they're another is pretty much common for this story so far so let's just hold out and see what happens and figure out the storyline that way 
Then we checked out Shang Chi number eight. Uh, I was just gonna leave Shang Chi alone after number six, and then I decided to pick up seven because of a cover, I think, and then got it, fell into that storyline. And and I'll tell you where we're at right now. This is from the day he was born, and all through the house. Uh, his evil father trained him to be a living weapon, his mind, body, and spirit honed to a razor's edge. He now uses his abilities to strike down injustice and atone for his family's misdeeds. He is Shang-Chi. Previously, Shang-Chi has taken control of his father's cult-like organization. But changing the Five Weapons Society and his family's evil ways hasn't been easy. From apprehending his own brother, the reappearance of his long-lost mother, and his own sister conspiring against him, Shang-Chi has been in over his head with family drama. And to make matters worse, his grandfather, Chieftain Zin, has launched the latest attack. Now Shang-Chi must learn the secrets behind his grandfather's motives if he hopes to save his family. Family of origin. The finale. This is not the finale. I would say this is more like the penultimate version of the finale, I would think. I would think the next book would get us a little deeper on this story still, so I'm curious why they're calling this one the finale already. But who knows? Maybe we're going into a whole different storyline next up with issue 9. We will have to see. But in here we get to see... Oh, Sister Staff, Sister Dagger, and Shang-Chi. Uh, his father, his mother, his mother's father. And they're all... All kind of battles going on. A couple different groups of characters battling throughout these storylines. And we're getting deeper into the family history and what... How, how else the father, Shane Chi's father, can screw over other people that are part of his family to get him... To help him further his... Mass armies, his taking over of everything. And who cares about family as long as you can live forever yourself and just rule everything and take everything from everybody instead of just waiting it out and letting the families grow old and die and then take the things respectfully instead he's just focusing on taking over everything himself. As the the downfall about Shane Chi, I can't stand his dad. I mean, it's obvious he's a jackass, and you got to have the bad guy in the storyline and everything, but you also got the family, the rest of the family that Shane Chi's always fighting with. So I, I wish the whole dad storyline would just be gone. Let's go get, let's get into some fang, fin fang foom fun stuff and shit like that. Let's get into some dragons and martial arts and. Dealing with the Five Weapons Society, the Hand, and all those different organizations. And see where it takes us. 
next up, we have a couple more comics from the comedy stack that we picked up. And this was Simpsons Comics number 26 is the first one where we happen to see Mr. Nasty, uh, Sideshow Bob, in prison having to work on some school bus in the prison yard. And he tries to tell the principal that these buses aren't safe. And no one wants to listen to Sideshow Bob. So he kind of Jimmy Jimmy rigs up some things with the school bus to cause some extra things to happen to make the higher up people pay attention to him and understand what he's talking about with these seatbeltless buses and all this stuff, how much danger they can cause. But yet we have a kid with yo-yos and a skateboard just hopping, grabbing on the cars and skateboarding behind him. I mean, back in those days, those skateboards couldn't handle a pebble under the wheel without you wiping out and ripping your skin off your flesh. It's like, I don't know how he how Bart was able to skateboard behind vehicles that, at those speeds without having any major issues like we did. We couldn't even go down a, our driveway without having a stupid tire lock up on a pebble until they finally came out with the better, more advanced wheels down and kind of went to with the roller skating style wheels and Got them bulkier, and they were able to withstand certain pebbles and stuff, but you still had problems. And I know I I did a few nosedive face plants running, the board stopping, and you going forward and trying to run as far as you can to get to a soft, grassy spot without getting a bunch of road rash or whatever, but you always tripped and fell. Yeah, it was... But we get to see a thing with the school bus and they kind of cross it over with that speed movie from back in the day where you had had to keep the bus above a certain speed or something was going to happen. The bus would blow up and it's a fun story watching the Simpsons go through that. That was a blast. As usual, I always love reading the Simpsons comics. And then the other one was also a Simpsons comic. Number 32, whereas in this one, we kind of get into a poetry competition between Lisa and uh, the other Brainiac, uh, uh, the old other smarty pants, Brainiac kid, uh, I got Milo in my head and I know that's not it, it's... uh, Milton, Milhouse, not Milhouse, Milhouse is the other Brainiac. This is the pudgy little Brainiac kid, and they get into a competition. Well, Lisa wants to start a poetry group, and Martin, that's his name. Uh, Martin joins up the group, and Lisa's like, well, I wanted a bunch of 
bunch of kids give us variety. I ain't want the standard old whatever. And so she hurts his feelings and she goes off and with Krusty and starts a little beatnik poetry group thing to increase Krusty's business. And Martin happens to come and jump in on that and cause some problems. And then a bunch of other things happen with the poetry stuff. But it was a fun issue. Like I said, always good, good time fun with the Simpsons. We had a pretty big stack today, I guess. Uh, next up, we got Vampirella, Unholy, A Love Story, Issue 2 by Dynamite. And, by the way, the Simpsons comics, of course, are done by the Bongo Comics Group. But, getting back to the Vampirella, Unholy, Dracula story. Kidnapped by dark forces while on their honeymoon, Vampirella and her new husband, Matt, are confronted with and tempted by the darkest sides of themselves as time runs out for them to complete the blood rite required to prevent the resurrection of the deadliest threat the world has ever known. Meanwhile, back home, Matt becomes the target of a murder investigation as his secret life is exposed. I mean, all the guy has to do is have sex with Vampirella. I mean, what's the big deal? <laughs> Go ahead, Matt. get the ritual over and enjoy yourself for a few minutes. And <laughs> it's like, just get it done with. But we get to see some, these two both dealing with Entities along the way, he's dealing with more demon-esque entities, and Vampirella is demon, dealing with more child demon entities in this world, and what's going on with them. But yeah, we get to see these two going at it, trying to get this ritual taken care of, and getting deeper into the storyline, and... More people are being affected along the way with it. Uh, I don't mind this story. It's a little slow. Not as exciting as most of the Vampirella stories I have read. This is more... I mean, it is what it is. It's Vampirella, Dracula, Unholy, a love story. And that's what it is. It's a love story. It's like I would not go out and read... Uh, romance novels i would rather read fiction or horror books or something like that uh but because vampirella is part of this story that's why i'm reading it and dracula is included and we're getting more insight on the dracula character because of this story so i like to like to see where it's going and find out what's up with every everybody and what's happening and then this is the next and final one is van helsing return of the league of monsters part two of two from xenoscope lizel van helsing has protected the knights from vampires werewolves and creatures beyond nightmares for years but recently Several of her deadliest foes joined forces 
to take their revenge and break her spirit by killing the man she loves and taking his soul. Led by Dracula's daughter, Charlotte, this League of Monsters succeeded in their plan, but were betrayed and banished to the underworld by their erstwhile benefactor, a being they believe to be Hades. Now Lysel must team up with the very creatures who wanted her dead in order to save her love. But is it already too late for all of them? I mean, this is an enjoyable two-story, two-issue story to get us where we needed to be with all the characters. But it kind of bummed me out because of how she's treating some of the characters from her past that she's worked with. And I get the ones that are evil that she's had to deal with in the past. and But she's very rude to everybody. It's like, you're going to do this for me, and you're going to do that for me, and I'm going to make you do this. and We're just not going to fight this way. We're not going to have this happen. And It's like... Uh, come on, Liza, get over yourself. I mean, don't be like this. I mean, you're the one that needs these people's help. Uh, so just work with them. They aren't starting no shit with you. At least not at the start of this. Uh, <laughs> you gotta read it to find out what happens throughout it. But, uh, yeah, it's like she's a little too attitude-ish in this one for me. Uh, I was kind of bummed by that part, but... In the back, you get lots of great things, and you also get the list of the vir virtual con coming up from Xenoscope in 2022, whereas pretty much every month or a couple times a month, they got a lot of great virtual cons that you can join up with and catch them on Facebook, Twitch, YouTube. You can watch them live, uh, like. In January, they had New Year's Con. In February, they had Winter Wonderland live stream. Coming up in March, they have a virtual spring break con, an inaugural Zenny Awards also in March. April's got Fairy Tale Con, which I want to check out. Uh, May the 4th be with you, of course. I want to check out that. Uh, virtual Cosplay Con. Might check out that one. That's also in May. Uh, Xenoscope 17th birthday bash in June, the virtual beach con in July, the virtual VIP event in August, the back to school live stream in August, uh, sci-fi and fantasy con, which I'm looking forward to in September, and the virtual horror con in October. And then you got the fall fest in November and the virtual holiday con in December. And this is something that COVID basically brought us, and I love these live cons that we can check out for free or relatively cheap if you want to get some signings or something done. There are some very expensive ones also you got to watch out for. I mean, there were ones that I really wanted to do for the wife, and I looked into them, and I had to have to pay like 250 bucks to get a piece of something signed, and you don't even get to meet the person or nothing, and it's like, really? <laughs> Greedy fucking pricks. But yeah. Uh, so that's it for the comic portion. We did check out Free Guy on HBO Plus last, last night. 
and very happy I did. I, it's like I've always played video games and killed lots of people and creatures and critters and that. And I always felt bad for the NPCs that you're wiping out. Just wondering about it. And this gives you that perspective. It's like, what if the NPC could actually become like us and gain a existence and knowledge, uh, care for their world and feel like they're alive and we're just out there blowing them up continuously. But it was just a really fun Ryan's Reynolds, Reynolds style movie. Check it out. Free guy. It's on HBO plus HBO max or whatever the hell you call it right now. And, uh, other than that, we'll get back to you right after this with some MS Health stuff. We'll be back. Alright, let's talk some health stuff. Let's talk about multiple sclerosis doctors. What kind of doctors should you have in your list? Some of them that you may want to have part of your group for to help you deal with your multiple sclerosis. Starting out with your primary care physician, your PCP. It's nowadays a lot of places. You're going to find out that nurse practitioners are now the new doctors, which is fine because in my opinion, the nurses cared more about us and listened to us more than any doctor ever did. So go ahead and let the nurses advance their careers and help us out more. And I like that. I my PCP is awesome. I love Jennifer. She's done. She listens to me. She works with me. She understands that I know what I'm going through and I'm not going to try and get things I don't need because I'm some addict or something like that. When I tell her I'm in pain, she knows I'm in pain because I'm not sitting there constantly gulping down all this crap and taking advantage of certain things and she helps me out if I have an idea she'll t- if she thinks there's a better way, way to go about it she'll offer that up but she'll listen to whichever way I want to go with the things and I love that so make sure your PCP is your first main doctor uh, find a good one and have a good family uh, if you got a family doctor you've dealt with all these years and that works out great but uh, just do that and then after they do like a physical exam um, review your medical history listen to some of the things you have to talk about stuff they may refer you to a neurologist which should be your number two in my opinion and these are all my opinions. Always check with your doctors. Get their info. I'm just giving you my ideas and thoughts. What I think help me in the long run. And what might help someone else. But uh, my neurologist is my number two. Uh, and I finally have an MS specialist for a neurologist now. Which I've wanted for many years. But just didn't have access to him easily until now so but your neurologist is basically a doctor who specializes in diseases of the nervous system 
you can find them in private practices, community community based MS centers like the Boster Center for MS in Ohio. Excuse me, my burp attacks and hiccuping and gassiness is hitting me. I gotta take a swig here. Whenever I take a swig, feel free to take a swig yourself of some water. Water's good for you. Your body cries out for it. Uh, you can find them in academic settings, general clinic settings. I, I think you can find them in school-related settings and stuff. Uh, different medical settings and schools. Uh, all over the place. Just research MS specialist would be probably the best route to go to find an MS neurologist. Otherwise, you can get a regular neurologist that's looking for one that's got some experience with MS because a lot of them don't have a clue about the disease and will put you down the wrong routes if they're more negative to listening to what we're dealing with and agreeing with us on our different types of things. But they will put you through some testing, diagnosis, treatments, uh, system management, Probably do an MRI. Some like to do the spinal taps. Uh, you'll get gait tested and all that stuff. But definitely want a good neurologist in your crew. Uh, and then some information to have handy just with these doctors. Start yourself a little notepad of just medical issues and things and you can keep track of your weekly daily uh, exasperations and issues that you deal with uh, any questions you have anything like that what are your symptoms when did they begin are they constant or do they come and go what makes your symptoms worse what makes them better how severe are they does anyone in your family have MS, uh, including relatives? Go deep into the family history. Uh, what other medical conditions do you have? What medications do you take? And those are some things you may want to write down, keep track of. I keep track of a ton of different things. I have at least a half a dozen notepads just where I sit in the living room and then I have notepads by my computer areas, my bed and I just have notepads all over the place to, cause you'll forget stuff. It's always good to write it down when it's there, but some uh, concepts of questions that you can ask your doctors to, or do you think I have MS? How will we know for sure? Is there a test? What else might be causing my symptoms? Can this be treated? Will it go away? Is it going to get worse? What do you recommend? I and mean, they aren't going to have answers for most of those questions. So I'm kind of surprised half those questions are even on there. And those are more questions, in my opinion, for someone that's self-diagnosing and thinks they might have MS because they see other people with certain symptoms, but they don't research other things like fibromyalgia, Lyme disease. I mean, there's lots of other issues out there that it could be. So look into just writing down what issues you're having and talking them over with your 
PCP and your neurologist and see where it takes you. Uh, a neuropsychologist will help you manage your mental function. This is a doctor I have yet to put in my crew that I really want to get. I want a psychiatrist or something like that that I can sit down and go through a bunch of head stuff and get it off my back and off my shoulders and get some relief and let some things out that have been building up for many, many, many decades, years. Uh, but a neuropsychologist will help you manage your mental function. MS can cause difficulties with memory, focus, information processing, and problem solving. A neuropsychologist might teach you exercises to help maintain and improve mental function also. A nursing professional, basically a clinical nurse specialist or nurse practitioner, whereas I take that as my PCP because she is a nurse practitioner uh, or a registered nurse might be involved in your care. These professionals have advanced training. They can help you in many areas, including adjusting your diagnosis, ongoing assessment and management of symptoms, counseling, maintaining general good health, giving medication, monitoring side effects, and communicating with the healthcare team. A social worker is trained to assist you in identifying and assessing community services, programs, resources, entitlements. And they're also trained to provide counseling, emotional support, and crisis intervention, but can help you get set up with other things you may or may not need. A psychologist, which I was just saying I need to get in my crew can diagnose and treat issues related to mental health, such as depression, which is common in MS. Interventions can include specialized testing and ongoing counseling and support for you and your family. And a psychiatrist is a doctor who specializes in, specializes in rehabilitation medicine. A psychiatrist will design a treatment plan to help you function at the highest level possible, this may include exercise and assistive, de de assistive devices, as well as medication. The goal is to give you the highest possible quality of life. Physical therapist. I miss my physical therapist. I have not been able to take advantage of him for two years. Because all of a sudden, every January, they try and nail me for a bunch of bills that are all covered through my insurance and were covered in the past and they keep hitting me with these and I'm dealing with them right now. I have to go spend tomorrow. I got to hopefully catch them at their office and try and figure this shit out. It's like really people I'm trying to live the best life possible with this shitty ass disease. And I can't get my six free physical therapy sessions a year because I'm dealing with you trying to rebuild me every year for something back in 2019. It's like, come on, people. I did my six freaking episodes. It says right on my insurance forms, right up front. Six free episodes a year. And they're just trying to get money out of me for it. So I could, could go to a different therapist, but I'm trying to deal with this right now. So. 
I'd rather get this figured out and get back to that therapist because that one has my buddy Eric that has the needling opportunities that can needle on my knees and he's very good with it and I've had lots of good results from it in the past so I'd like to go back to him but physical therapists PTs treat problems that involve balance coordination strength and mobility PTs assess for muscle strength range of motion proprioception which is the Perception of your location in space is the toe up or down, for example. Seeing how your brain reacts with your muscles. Uh, Muscle tone, gait, balance transfers, and mobility. Physical therapists help you find the balance between exercise and fatigue. They will help you strengthen your muscles teach you the appropriate use of rehabilitation equipment and mobility devices, measure for and apply braces and other orthotic supports, and help you maintain a fitness-oriented lifestyle. Uh, An occupational therapist, OT, will help you stay productive, safe, and independent in your home and work environments. Treatment may involve modifications of your space, such as bathrooms, kitchens, entrances, stairways, cars. They can also help you develop strategies to simplify jobs and conserve energy. A dietitian or nutritionist will help you maintain a healthy diet. There's no diet specific to MS, but eating a healthy diet will help you stay healthy. As with everything, a dietitian can teach you how to prepare healthy meals that can help you with weight management and reduce fatigue and constipation. A dietitian can also help with any swallowing problems that you might develop because of MS. A speech-language pathologist, a speech-language pathologist, SLP, can help you If you have problems with breathing, swallowing, speech, or cognition, in the case of swallowing problems, the SLP works with a physical therapist and dietitian to help you learn to eat safely. If you have speech difficulties, they can help with speech production and clarity so that you can continue to communicate effectively. And a recreational therapist helps you find diverse activities appropriate to your level of function. This will help improve your quality of life activities such as swimming, yoga, tai chi, hippotherapy, horseback riding, meditation, and other fitness programs that have been found to be helpful in managing MS. Well, hell, I could go for doing horseback riding if you want to consider that exercise. Hell yeah. Reading, computer use, board games, and other mind-stimulating programs are also important for recreation with others and relaxation on your own and cognitive issues. Uh, I also have a cardiologist, a urologist. uh, My orthodontist, my... It's not pediatric, my podiatrist, I believe it's called. 
I mean, basically my foot doctor, my D doctor, a back doctor, a heart doctor, a bladder doctor, uh, and just a brain doctor. <laughs> yeah. So many different doctors. I can't even think of all mine right now. I've seen half of them in the past two months. And I'm getting ready to see my MS neurologist and a few others here pretty soon. Uh, if you want to build up your potassium, which is a vital mineral and electrolyte that your body needs to maintain normal blood pressure, transport nutrients into your cells, and support healthy nerve and muscle function. It's considered an essential nutrient because your body can't produce it. Therefore, you must get potassium from foods like bananas. But you don't really get as much as you'd like from a banana, so you're going to have to do it other ways also. And so, here's some other ways you can get it. Uh, Avocados are packed with nutrients. The one avocado provides roughly 15% of your daily potassium needs. They're also rich in vitamin K and folate. Uh, I added... I add potassium along with my magnesium and stuff to help with my spasticity issues. But not too much luck, obviously, since I still have them regularly. Uh, sweet potatoes boast 16% of the daily vitamins for potassium in just one mashed up cup. Plus some protein, fiber, and vitamin A. Spinach provides about 12% of the DV for potassium per one cup, 190 grams, frozen or three cups, 90 grams, fresh. This vegetable also offers folate, magnesium, and vitamin A. And it's great to just throw in like your eggs and make your scrambled eggs with some spinach and stuff. And there's lots of places you can add spinach real easily. Now, watermelons, a tasty summertime fruit that provides about 14% of the DV for potassium in just two wedges. It also offers several other vitamins and minerals. Coconut water is not only a great hydrating drink, but also an excellent source of potassium, containing 13% of the DV in just one cup. It's also a good source of magnesium, sodium, and manganese. I should add coconut water to my nighttime routine. That may help with some of the spasticity problems. Uh, Beans are a terrific source of potassium. While white beans pack more potassium than black beans, both are delicious ways to add more of this mineral to your diet. And I, I add white and black beans to my pretty much all bean chili. Uh, If I add meat, it's usually turkey meat. Or lately, because of taking care of Ma, she likes her beef, so I do the ground beef with the bean chili, and I'll do a half a batch. That's just the beans, and I'll add the meat to the other half. Uh, legumes such as lentils, chickpeas, soybeans, and peanuts are rich in potassium. Soaking or sprouting them before eating them may improve the mineral absorption. 
and may make them softer and tastier. Not so hard and skinny in texture. Tomato paste not only enriches the taste of your food, but also provides ample amounts of potassium. Just three tablespoons, 50 grams, packs about 10% of the daily vitamins. Uh, Butternut squash is a great source of potassium, boasting 12% of the DV in a single cup, 205 grams. (laughs) I can't stand butternut squash. I can't find a way to enjoy it. I tried. Uh, Potatoes are rich in potassium and are a staple in many households. One medium spud typically provides 12% of the DV for this mineral. Dried apricots are a great alternative to bananas for a potassium boost. Just a half a cup packs 16% of the daily vitamins as well as fiber and vitamins A and E. Uh, Great little snack too. So that's nice to have around when you get the munchies. Uh, Swiss chard contains more than twice as much potassium per cooked cup. 175 grams as a banana. About 20% of the DV. Beets provide 11% of the DV for potassium per boiled cup, 170 grams. They're also a good source of folate and contain nitrates, which have been shown to support heart health. And a lot of these things you can get otherwise, other substituted-wise supplements and stuff like that. Uh, They do have a beet powder that I want I'm getting ready to order up and try one of these days that I've been looking forward to. It's got the beet, the beetroot, everything powdered up. And just add it to your food and drinks. Uh, I like adding like beets to my meatloaf and stuff because that way you don't taste it and you get the benefits. Things like that are a good way to go about it. And you can make a lentil beet lo- lentil meatloaf without meat and... Add all the goodies. A lot of these goodies would go good right in there. Potato and beets and stuff. Uh, Pomegranates offer 14% of the DV for potassium, as well as a sizable amount of folate, fiber, protein, and vitamins C and K. Fruit and veggie juices, such as orange, grapefruit, pomegranate, carrot, and tomato. I'd also say uh, sweet cherry, or tart cherry, I mean. Tart cherry juice is something that we found out is really good. But you got to watch it because there's lots of sugar in some of them. Uh, and t- Carrot and tomato juice all provide 9% or more of the DV for potassium in one cup. But definitely watch them for sugars. And you don't want concentrate. You want fresh if possible. Uh, Various lean and fatty fish species are excellent potassium sources. In addition, omega-3s in fish such as salmon and tuna may help reduce heart disease risk. Uh, One cup serving 136 grams of cooked yam provides more than twice as much potassium as a medium banana. But uh, again, yuck, I can't do yams. I've tried a variety of different ways. Uh, salt substitutes containing consisting of 100% potassium chloride provide 11% of the DV for the mineral in a single gram. 
So basically the daily value for potassium for healthy individuals is 4,700 milligrams, which you can reach by following a balanced diet. All over bananas are good source potassium. Many other nutritious foods that we just talked about uh, can have twice as much potassium per cup as a medium banana. The key to getting enough potassium is to eat a range of plant foods each day. Certain fish can help and are a good animal-based source of the mineral also. So take those all into consideration if you want to add potassium to your diet in ways other than just eating bananas. Uh, Other than that, I think we're just going to end it there today. We've had a good, good variety of comics and information. Uh, If you want to meditate to end out your day, calm your mind, ease your thoughts, check out meditationoasis.com. They have a podcast, you got MP3s, a variety of different things, their blog and stuff. And you can find a variety of different meditation routines if you need something to follow along with. And it's good for you to open your mind, relieve the stress and anxiety of life, and just get all those noises and thoughts out of your head and just Focus on that breathing. So let's end it again today. Just be good to yourself. Be good to everybody else. Kick the shit out of the monster. Uh, check out Crimson Cult Comic Club. Check out Under the Cull. Keep following Under the Cull of MS. Rate, review, send a question, a comment. Whatever you want. Uh... You can, you know, if you want to send something to me to talk about or do on the podcast, you can send it to Kevin Kleinance at or under the call of MS at P.O. Box 607, Camp Bell Sport, all one word. Wisconsin, which is WI53010. I'll rate and review anything you send me, unless it's something that's going to kill me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you can do that also. But get us some subscribers, talk to a friend, tell them about us. And see if we can entertain them at all. If you have any other MSers or people that are into comics and entertainment, get us some followers. Get us up there so we can get a few advertisers under our belt and get this podcast advanced into a a real podcast world. <laughs> but be good. And let's just end it out. Just close your eyes, get yourself comfortable sitting, lying, walking, 
whatever. If you're walking, don't close your eyes and wander around. You'll hurt yourself. Uh, <laughs> you just breathe in, breathe out. Get yourself in a meditation mode. Breathe in through the nose, out through the mouth like three to five times. Big, long, three to five second breaths. And then just the rest of the time, I just breathe in and out through my nose. Imagining a good aura outside my body that I'm breathing in and running it down through my body to each of my muscle points, each of my sore points. And then when I breathe out, I'm releasing the dark, nasty, evil cloud of pain and releasing that from my body is how I imagine. And just go to my happy place, which I'm not going to tell you about. Get your own little happy place. Whatever makes you happy, whether it's something by water or something on a mountain or something in running around on four wheelers or something or whatever you enjoy. Just think about your little happy place while you're breathing in and out. And just focus on that breath. Don't bring any other words into it. Don't bring anything into it other than the thought of breathing in and out. Let's just end this by just focusing on our own meditation and just focus on our breathing. Don't listen to me. Just breathe. Listen to yourself breathe. Anytime you lose that process, just go right back to breathing, thinking about your breathing. Do as long as you need to, and then open your eyes and enjoy your day. Go on with whatever else you have to do, and we will get back to you again soon. So be good, and we'll talk to you soon.